do it. <laughs> Don't do it. It's the same. Uh, it's the same as energy drinks, man. So uh, I'm down. So I always kind of reset after yeah. that vacation because I coffee hard during it. You know, like driving, like driving and stuff. Yeah. And so uh, I'm down to making a four spot in the morning, like where the pot says four. But there was a point where, like, my sister moved in for a minute, and, uh, like, I would, if I had a day, like, we, everything was shut down. This was, like, during the pandemic. So, like, if everything, if I have a day on a Sunday, and I'm, like, editing podcasts, whatever, just doing my thing, having a lazy Sunday, lazy Saturday, I'll make it to 12. Damn. And I'll go 12 from, like, 7.38 to till it's done. It's my favorite thing. And then, so... uh. When she was here, though, I'd make a 12, she'd make a 12, and we'd kind of get lost on how much we'd had, so then we'd make another 12, <laughs> and then there was a point where, like, it was out of control. Are you one of those people that can, like, have a cup of coffee and two hours later go to bed? No. You're not an evening one? Okay. No. Yeah, I used to, when I used to stream on Twitch, like, video games and stuff, yeah. my, I got affiliate, which is, like, you're not really making any money, but, like, they recognize that people, at least three people consistently watch your stream. At yeah. least three people. At least three people. <laughs> that is the rule, like, for some certain me- period of time. Um, but my emoji was a coffee pot, but that wasn't, like, if I could have afforded energy drinks at the time, I would have been doing that. But uh, one of the people that watched me made me, like, this little emoji, and that was my emoji once I made a uh, affiliate was a coffee pot. 33% of your fans made you that emoji. Oh, yeah, 33%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, much, what, how much energy drinks were you drinking per day? Um, I was, uh, like, three, I would say. Um, Which ones? The flavored Zero Sugar Monster ones. Oh, like those different. are big, dude. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it was, like, sugar-free Red Bull at first, but then... I just like the flavor of like the different monsters. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that um, for way too long. And then I heard this story and I was trying to, like, you typically I would say like one to two a day, but a lot of times it was like becoming three, which is just insane. Cause yeah. I have one on my way home from work. Yeah. Don't know why I was doing that. To but, feel uh, great. To feel amazing. I obviously. guess so. But afterwards I was like, well, like I, and then chase a dragon. It's like yeah, you're chasing a yeah, dragon. It yeah. totally is. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, uh, I heard my my fiance's dad was telling me the story about this guy that uh, he was just like 50 years old and he died of, I think, like a heart attack, something with his heart. And the doctors found that his um, blood was like super viscous and thick and they didn't know why. And they asked the family, like, was he drinking energy drinks or And they're like, yeah, he was drinking like three Red Bulls a day. And they're like, that's what did it to him. Oh, damn. So I was like, I really need to. This is a PSA, man. Yeah. We're saving lives out here. (laughs) You guys want to get started? Yeah. After we saved all those lives. ASA Detroit. We're now in the 40s episode. We're in the 40s. We're in the 40s. We're going to have a... So I figure we'll get to 100 probably like hopefully a year from now, but probably like a little bit over. And I'm going to rent a place out and do a live 100th episode. Oh, that's awesome. And invite everybody. Yeah, that'd be fun. And I'll do like an open bar. Oh, okay. That'd be crazy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying though? Like it's like a thing. Like whatever. I can ball out one night. All right. So ASA Detroit. I'm your host, Mark. Let's introduce yourself left to right. You go first, sir. Is it my full name or what? Whatever you want to do, man. What do people usually do? They usually say their full name. I just say Mark because people know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Just, your, I don't yeah it's your podcast. Yeah. You're not changing. Uh, I'm my, my name's Travis Conti. And what do you do? Uh, I do stand-up comedy. And? I play drums. And? You produce. Stuff. You produce a yard produce. show. You produce shows, man. I guess. But I was invited here by my friend. Andrew Gway. That's me, um, and I'm I do stand up comedy. I'm a comic and uh, and a house painter, and commercial painter. Inside, outside, 
both. Um, oh, wow. Recently, we've, we've been, at least I've been on crews where it's like interior, new build, okay. like type homes. Yeah, okay. but Andrew painted a lot of my house. I did. Inside? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, for some beers and some money. Um, Cash only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was like a, two years ago. Actually, that's before I went back to, to painting because I worked at Rocket Mortgage for a bit. Okay. And then they promoted me, okay. um, quote unquote, to like basically being a call center and I hated it. Okay. 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 Now I heard, tell me if I'm right, like Rocket Mortgage is good opportunity, but they like, it's like survival of, it's like the fittest. It seems like, like that. It, like just, yeah. they push you. Yeah. It is a lot of pushing and they do like a lot of again like quotation mark like fun things um like events and stuff but uh way too much focus i guess on production and there's a lot of turnover in the roles where they rush the training so you don't really feel like you have a grasp on anything while you're just thrown into it yeah um even though like i think they're getting better at like i guess creating the machine of it where like they slowly break you into taking certain like for at least the role the role that i was promoted to slowly taking phone calls you start off with just taking payment phone calls and then like other issues and stuff build on top of it but um, it is a lot like uh, I mean I, I hate being on the phone, and that was the job, and uh, so it, it you got the headset. Um, yes, yeah, yeah totally. Um, <laughs> and mostly, most of the time I was working from home, which was great. But then once they had us in the office, I really hated it because yeah. uh, I have ADHD. So if somebody is talking around me as I'm trying to talk to somebody else, I just can't focus. Okay. Yeah. But um, at the end of the workday, like working at Rocket Mortgage, uh, I was just so had so much anxiety about the next day that I couldn't even enjoy the damn. night. Yeah. So damn. working with my, it's so much simpler working, just painting, not really having to talk to anybody Yeah. and I can listen to podcasts or books like all yes. day. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now did you, okay. So like when you, well, I imagine what was stressing me about that job is so you have the headset and then you have the screen mm-hmm. with all the numbers. And then when you hang up, it d- dials automatic. So it's like controlling your pace. Yeah, it uh, it is. You can like if I remember right, like there's uh, you can opt out of being in that like flow of calls. Yeah. Or whatever, but they monitor that time that you're right. Yeah, so like you'll get called by your team leader for like not being yeah. <laughs> like uh, programmed in. But sometimes after certain calls, you need a break because somebody's yelling at you. You don't know how to solve their problem. Yeah. So you're just getting upset with them. Um, not at them usually, but like they're already fucking pissed at you. Yes. You don't even know what you're doing. Um, so yeah, it is like, like once it hangs up, like you could maybe have 10 seconds. You can kind of see how many people are on hold. Sometimes you'd have like, you could see like it's hundreds, like as soon as you hang up with somebody that you're going to be on another call. And you want to rush the calls as well because you want more calls because there is like some type of a bonus. And and then also like you want to, there's a script that you can follow that you have to, like walk them through to try to get them at least during this time to refinance so that yeah. you can get them over to like a banker and then you yes. get a bonus from that for however many transfers and then you get an extra bonus if they actually go through if with the refinancing. So way too stressful. No. I just want to put color on I walls. I think any job where they like monitor your output like that like kind of granularly is so bogus to me. Especially like what you're saying where every call isn't created equal. It's like true. some calls just take longer than other calls. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, like anything where they're like making a game out of like measuring your productivity. Like it's like telling the person on the other end, they should be like cheating that system as much as they can. Like, it's just like an inherently hostile work environment to me. Yeah. Like if you're not trusted to just do your job, like 
Completely. I'm just going to not do my job every chance I get. Yeah. Like, because I already know. That's what usually happens. Because you're already treating me like I'm not going to do it. Like, you're treating me like that's what I should be doing. Is no autonomy. Away, is getting away with stuff when I can. Yeah. So yeah. No, like, that's yeah. very good reverse psychology. If this was a really famous podcast, we would it'd be you two clip that. Uh, as a Detroit smashes rocket mortars. (laughs) 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 No, well, you're right though, man. Like, uh, that's true, man. That's, that's, that's like good. That's like, you're be a great manager. I don't want to do that. But I mean, that's like, you you would be, I mean, not that you want to. Well, maybe I'll change my mind. What do you do for work? I'm a data analyst. Okay. That's like, what kind of data can you Uh, say? Like generally, what kind of data you're analyzing? Uh, I work at a health insurance company. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Everyone has their own secret private life. Yeah. You know, everyone's. You know, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird to think about. It's like every person you know, it's just like they spend forty, fifty, maybe more hours a week yeah. just doing this thing you never see them do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is like, true. I guess like like I mean Andrew. I guess like I've seen Andrew Payne. Yeah, uh, you fine. But <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, like there's he, not much mystery to what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, now you work for someone, or you do your own thing, or how do you do it? I work. Uh, I do both. Um, I was. I am working technically for a company, um, but they. I was W two to them, so I have one foot out the door because they switched me to, as a contractor, and I kind of need health insurance and you the need, benefits. Everyone needs health insurance. Yes. Age, especially uh, being 32 now, like it's really crept up on me, like 401. K like retirement like the the faster time you got it going you got that popping a little bit but not there you now go. that they've kind of cut okay. me off from from that uh, yeah so uh, but I I do a lot of other stuff on the side but I am working for a company usually they send me to solo projects but most of the time I'm working with uh, or not most of the time some of the time I'm working with like one or two other people gotcha gotcha all right so so I usually I usually like start everything is is I always ask so like the point is like I invite a comedian I met you at Travis's outdoor show you were cool. You must have Thanks, thought man. I was semi cool, or you I just, definitely think you're cool. or you just wanted to be on the show. I don't know, <laughs> no, dude. which would be a compliment. I did. If people but were I trying to be, wanna, no. if people were trying to be my friend, just be on the show. That's a huge compliment. Oh. But no, well, but yeah, you're, no, you're totally no, you were cool. You were very cool. So those, yeah, we Thanks, did the podcast. So why did you choose uh, Mr. Travis? Oh, just old friends, like old friends, but outside of comedy as well as. Um, I just felt like it would make for because I uh, I have a lot of acquaintances in comedy. I feel like move it, move it, move that oh. mic like just a couple yeah. of feet. So then if you turn is a little this, bit, you're fine. Oh yeah, is this yeah, better? Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so I have a lot of acquaintances. I feel like in comedy, hoping to make like more people, yeah. more friends. I guess. Oh uh, yeah. Get get to that next level, but um, I just felt like it would make for a better, more comfortable, and also the guy that got me back into doing comedy. So, um, I, I was like, who who better? Of course. Why did you? So, I mean, there's a lot of people that go in and out of comedy, right? I, I, I've been doing it for four years, and I've seen people fade off. I've seen people, like, go strong, blah, blah, blah. Why did you feel like he was someone you needed to pull back in? Um, I mean, like I said, I've known Andrew forever. Like, he's friends with my older brother in high school. So, like, whatever, you know, in the one with Mary. I'm like, I knew Mary before Stan. Who's Mary? Mary, Mary Spencer. Oh yeah, Mary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Which sorry. I also, I think, at the beginning of that episode, I was like, I could take Mary or Andrew, and I don't want to take them together because they can't like go with each other because okay. I know them from different places. Okay. Or whatever. Uh, so yeah, this is this is the other side of that dichotomy. Yeah, I said hell yeah. like a year ago or whatever it was when I was on this thing. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just Andrew. He talked about it like he clearly like cared about it. And whatever um and 
a lot of it has just been I've just had him on the show at my house, but like that's the point of the show at my house. It's just, just put who I want on it. Like yeah. it's not a real show. Like it's a house party. It's at, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a different beast. Dude, that's uh, one of my favorite comedy like, things in the area, man. Before I did the first, whatever, like officially art show with the flyer and everything, I just did a comedy show at my house, like as my birthday party. Yeah. Um, but it was just straight up all like my friends who happened to do stand up. Like I yeah. didn't really no stand-up people to even like invite or book at that mm -hmm. point and obviously it's like we have overlapping friends so plenty of my friends are stoked just because it's andrew doing the thing <laughs> yeah you know, yeah yeah that's their friend but then yeah when that was fun that's when i was like oh, i'll just do more comedy shows and start inviting the other people i talked to at least a little bit from doing this you thing. got a summer series now man like a very respected sought after summer series so kudos to you Kudos yeah, to the, you. the sought after thing is weird to me. Like, I'm I not going to name names. I'm not going to name names, but like somebody, not Andrew, a different person, like told me they were like, oh, like, yeah, someone asked me, like, how you go about getting yeah. booked on that show. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> it's at my house. Like, what do you think the answer is? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, at the heart of every show, I mean, I'm saying this to Drew recently. Yeah. Like the heart of getting booked on anything, obviously, is just the booker liking you. Like I'm not trying just, to sound get it, like, man. even cynical or anything when I say it. Just that person's opinion matters because they have to like pull the trigger on you. You know, it doesn't matter if it's me booking my house show or a dude booking opening spots yeah. at a club like that. That's the thing that's in common. But everything else, very different, obviously. Yeah. Like, I'm not paying you to come to my house. Yeah. Um, is a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> you're, paying, you're paying them in, in friendship time. Oh, yeah. Well, they're paying me in afterwards. friendship time. Yeah. It's, it's, totally it's, more, it. it's, more, it's more of a ruse to get people to hang out. Dude. <laughs> I've been doing that my whole that's life, what, man. That's what, I think that's what Louis said about Salsa Parlor was like, it's, it yeah. was like a ruse to just get people to hang out yeah. after. Oh, that's uh, but. I'm sorry that was before my time. I wish I could have been. Same. I could have yeah, that one. It. Yeah. That's cool. I thought about, I thought you, you kind of inspired me. I don't want to like, you know, I thought about maybe doing like a, like a winter. Cause I feel like this is like a long hallway and maybe it could, you know, figure yeah. out a way to do it. I don't know. I'd have to rearrange some things. I really just, honestly, it's about the number of chairs you own. If you're inside. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That's, that is a, I can that is some a, chairs that is a yeah. big factor though. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, the yard show, the first one this year, it was raining. We had to do it inside. Yeah. The chairs inside were just every chair I had that made sense to fit in that space. I Okay, so I did that one, and uh, when yeah. I heard it was inside, I was bummed. Like, initially, I was, like, bummed because I had been to one last summer. It was outside. It was so cool. I didn't really know. I mean, I knew you, like, a little bit, like, like hello-ish, but I didn't, like, know you know you. Like, after doing the podcast and hanging out, and you came over and helped me with the, with the uh, stuff, and I came to your show just like we you know like play see basketball. each other yeah play basketball hoop and like we talk right and so i was bummed because i left the outside one a little early just because you didn't want to like oversteer your welcome you know you don't want to be that guy yeah i'm always you know what i'm saying i feel like if you've seen uh project x you want to be like the old neighbor that's <laughs> overhanging that out right i want to be that guy we're making project <laughs> yeah. x references yeah. right now so anyway yeah. I was I was bummed that I was gonna be outside because I was like, damn, I'm gonna be at this one. I was gonna I was gonna hang out, like let's go, blah blah blah. But then when it was inside, it was like a whole like it was different. 
But it was cool. It was like almost like stadium seating, like you're enclosed by people. Yeah, it was about the most people we could have handled inside. Yeah. Like some people were basically in standing room yeah. listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like from the comics perspective, it is kind of nice because you get to do a packed room, which is like what feels nice. Yes. Yeah. You know, like we could put that same number of people in my backyard, but the laughs are going to just sound quieter because we're yeah. outside and not packed inside. Yeah. I love your black and white photos that come out. I love the whole thing. Um, okay. So I, I'm going to ask, well, I'm going to ask this question. We usually, I usually ask it later, but it's been coming up lately, especially because some of the things that are like being posted on that Facebook group. So how long have you been doing comedy? Um, it's hard to say. I, I would say like, I feel like I'm, I have two years of experience at this point, but I, I tried doing comedy for a couple of years when I was 19, but like that was like hit or miss, like open mics here or there. Yeah. Uh, 19 to like 21, and then I stopped, and then 23 started again. Both times I started again by taking Bill Bushart's class. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and then 23 to 25, maybe 23 to like 24 and a half, I was doing some open mic stuff, like just at like Mark Ridley's, occasionally Joey's yeah. in Livonia. And then, um, and then at 25, I moved to California, like, like a dumbass to like pursue comedy. Not really, no, which no is experience. awesome. I don't think yeah. that's that's awesome. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't do anything out there. I discovered that, like, uh, half became long, a Twitch affiliate. I became, ah! a, Twitch, I became, I became a Twitch affiliate out there. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I found a like a half gallon of New Amsterdam vodka was twenty bucks. Oh uh, no, yeah. And one of those a week will make you forget you had dreams. Damn, dude. Yeah, and then I moved. Back. I sold my car to try and stay out there longer, and then and then I moved back and Damn. finished my degree at udm oh hell yeah alumni alumni um in theater and then uh and then COVID happened and so like that whole industry kind of went to and i also realized like it's gig work so it's hard to save like for retirement it's yeah it's a different Um, type of life so then with that because i what i basically was like technical theater degree really is what i graduated with because i wanted Mm -hmm. to at least be working in theater not just like an acting degree so i was doing like scenic art painting yeah never been like the highest point that you can get to with that is designing and i just don't have like a good design mind in that way all i could do is like paint what they told me to paint i gotcha so the cap like my cap would have been scenic charge which you're not really making money anywhere like doing that maybe on broadway i think yeah. it's still gig work so then i was like uh rocket mortgage and then i got gotcha. back to residential painting which i did when i was a teenager so how okay so all right so this question but you did spark me with another question but i have so many questions so how do you guys feel about this like ongoing discussion about like gatekeepers that are like so basically they like some people had used the word like people that are like producing shows are inherently like gatekeepers and it's on them to like like Travis you were saying like you saying like hey man this is my house like I'm going to curate a show that I want to do like I don't give a damn or like is it on like is should can everyone do that or should people like like giving me like how do you feel about that is it is gatekeeping a thing or it should just be like hey man like if you want to be on that show like weasel your way on that show and be good enough like where do you stand on that where do you what do you think um did i make that question clear i yes, kind of mucked that up a little I, I bit think so. well, i get what you're saying um, yeah it's hard to say like uh, like um i was recently listening to your episode with dave Charles and Ryan Brown. Okay. They, those three came Yeah, out. yeah. And Charles seems to be somebody, at least what he was saying on there, he kind of created him, like, to get him, he created a bunch of shows just so he could totally. get more stage time. Which is classic. That's a classic yeah. move, yeah. So it makes sense if, um, and if you're not getting on anywhere, I mean, a lot of, there's, it's kind of oversaturated almost at the moment, 
maybe not. I don't know. No, it's a, yeah, it's a, but it's uh, a, I mean that's one move that you could do. I don't. I try not to take anything personally. Like I know I listen to some other episodes uh, that had people that do book shows, even like open mics that have to you yeah. know, like book, and they say occasionally like they want to throw some new people on, but they also want to get people on that they like to hang out with. And yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with it. I try not to take it personally. But sometimes when you're not not getting booked on on certain things, you're like, I think that person doesn't like me. Yeah. So that sucks. But um, gatekeeping. I don't. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I don't feel like I, I deserve anything. So I never want to overstep my bounds and say like, like somebody's gatekeeping me from something that like somebody who's been doing this like ten years in the scene is getting. Like I don't feel yeah. like I should be in front of them. But I do feel like people should get opportunities. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, very. That was like you were running for Senate. You answered it nice. yeah. so yeah, many very, different uh, ways. Yeah, very. Said I feel nothing. like there was like three different <laughs> things. No, you said stuff. There was a couple <laughs> different things I wanted to respond to. Um, I think one thing just worth talking about as comics is the thing you're saying, where it's like you try to get something and they don't book you, and you're like, oh, that person doesn't like me. Um, you know, most of the time, it, it's got to be more common that the person just like is indifferent to you they just don't know you that much yeah. like period you know like mm-hmm. the people that you really really like and the people you genuinely don't like like it's the it's the tales of a bell curve right oh that's a good way so, to say that yeah. like yeah, he's so smart um most a lot of the non-answers are actually like the middle of the bell curve they're yeah. not the tail it feels like because it feels yeah. like a binary yes no thing to you yeah but it's just that like the middle ground can land you on either side and you don't know yeah um so that's one thing the other thing regarding just gatekeeping overall i mean i think it just depends what kind of show it is like that matters like i said if i'm doing i'm doing like i have specific goals for like my yard show like the show lasts an hour and a part of the point is that like i want to make sure the people i know that like don't go to comedy shows can come and just watch a good comedy show like start to end yeah and like they'll pay attention and do it for the whole show like you can't invite your friends to open mics you know yeah. like they learn yeah. quickly that it's yeah. not a, a spectator thing really no um, no it's like no. repetitive and like not good and like for so many different things there's so many issues um but yeah so i'm ultimately gonna book a show that i think my friends want to watch too um and that's a different beast than you know 313 comedy yeah or don't tell comedy or yeah. like a comedy club like they're different uh sorts of things um like even something like blind pig or crunchies okay it's like the squad that produces those shows is doing a lot of unpaid labor to make that show exist yeah so like it's totally cool that they all go up every week if they want to yeah. because like they earn that by producing the show and they're totally allowed to just book the people they want to book because, like, they're doing free work by producing this yeah. comedy show. Yeah. Like, I would definitely be putting on people I want to watch perform, people I want to hang out with. Because yeah. when you book people you don't know, like, there's, you know, both, like, like, they could just be a problem to be around. Like, some people are just like that, like, in yeah. public places, too. You know, you don't want to possibly be like having issues with like management or something like yes. there's, you know there's all kinds of different factors yeah. so yeah it's safe if you're doing that show to book people that won't cause problems um but oh i hit my cord no big deal really fine. <laughs> no you're fine you do, you're but good. 
yeah they're just all they're just different shows different shows yeah. should have different rules um and i don't know i mean i think the whole concept of like asking for shows versus getting shows can kind of have all different kinds of conversations yeah. around it yeah but. i would i'm kind of like angie like i i, I don't want to like use i feel like when you use like what if like i feel like if i were to use gatekeeping as a reason i'm not getting a show that'd be the equivalent of like a kid who's not playing to say the coach doesn't like them you know what i'm saying definitely like almost make yourself like yeah i think it's kind of just like not a good thing to bother thinking about because like comedy is subjective too yeah like i'm sure pretty much anyone that does comedy could go look at who a local club is booking and like decide that they're better than at least one of those comics. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like it doesn't, you're not being gay kept. Like there's just like, it's not, it's not like shows are being granted from this like omniscient knowledge yeah. base yeah. that knows yeah. where everyone stands in the comedy community. Yeah. Like people just got shows to book and they yeah. put on people they want to put on. I do yeah. think there is something to, uh, I think you said like being undeniable or something. Yeah. Like I, I think that's a big topic, at least in comedy. Like a, lo- a lot of like people that everybody looks up to have that, that advice, like um, be undeniable, which is like vague. Like um, obviously like you want to kill and everybody yeah. ki- bombs in certain rooms I mean, with their jokes and kills in certain rooms I, with their jokes. I think the, the, the thing that that's kind of trying to point to is like, be like if you want to get booked at the club be so good that even if the booker subjectively doesn't like you themselves they still objectively understand you're a good comic yeah book and they yeah they can you hear anyways. the room you're a monetarily kind of, good choice because in that yeah yeah like because in that kind of case like it's you know yeah i uh so like i uh like once here i'll reach out to this one booker you know bad tape my first tape a better tape this time not interested i'm just like okay i got a year to get a better tape i'll throw it on you know and we'll try again so i don't i don't know like i know like with this podcast i try to like look at the guests and it's like okay if i've had like i like have my calendar and i try to make sure there's like guys and girls first of all and then like also like people like different races different religions different like sexual orientations you know what i'm saying oh yeah just to like get a, a broad spectrum of the comedy world because you know i have i i mean you know i i'm a dude who's like into certain things and so i tend to gravitate friends that are also into those certain things and then i like i i listened to some i can't remember who said it but they were like you gotta be like that person only like is booking their friends and i did i did not want that to be said about this oh you know what i mean like i wanted i I wanted my friends on but i also wanted to like make new friends if that makes sense and i mean it i guess i don't know exactly what you write for like the overall description of the podcast but like from just observing your guests yeah. like it's it's clear that you're trying to like get like a wide perspective yeah. and get different people yeah. on so like yeah it's your show and you should do what you want with it yeah. and like you want to get everyone and it seems I feel like, like yeah. it has been yeah really diverse yeah it's, yeah seen. but yeah. i figured like if it's yeah and it's just like not not even like uh not even like a manipulative like there's like someone said something there's like a uh i don't want to be like 
diversity signaling. That's not the reason I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? To like, no, to, yeah. But no, you know I what I'm saying? Like, I've heard saying. that. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that I mean, thing. Like, I just do because I thought it'd make it a better show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I mean, you don't want a bunch of dudes I mean, look like me every week. White, white dudes. No. Weirds. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, go, there's gonna be you're a mirror of me. weirdos <laughs> that think you're doing something weird because you're talking to dudes. Like, you're talking to not just other white yeah. dudes. Yeah. 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 Dudes that are like that. Um, That's true. But yeah, it's. It's clear you try to get the different people on, and that is like 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 the ideology behind how you make these choices. Everything you just said is like in the DNA of what this podcast yeah, is. Yes, trying. So I'm trying. Like yeah, no, it's it's cool that you can get such different people. Like you can just pull up the episode and yeah, like you're able to talk to all of them too. So that's yeah. good on you oh, as yeah. a host. Yeah. Just keep on asking, how did you get into that? It's the same strategy I have for dating. <laughs> yeah. Same thing I have for dates. Um, so, okay. So, y- y- uh, okay. Going back, let's go back to this thing you said, which was, okay. So you went out there to do comedy. Yeah. Instead, you just got in this rut. Mm-hmm. What got you in the rut? Um, just realizing that, like, I felt like when I was younger, even though it's not true, like, I was just lucky, like, things could happen, and I would say, um, yeah, I guess it was just not knowing the path for anything once I got out there, it was like, oh, who do I even, you know, contact? Yeah. How do I get started? Um, I mean, we had also written a a pilot episode for a script. Dope. Thanks, man. Um, a pilot episode for a script that we, we, we had been working Who on did? also me, Travis and oh, his brother, Kevin, come on. um, a show called Barcade that was, uh, the scri- uh, I think we could we- let you read the script. It's not great. Um, yeah. but like a lot of it was like, I mean, you know, and then I the know, actors like later, could improv what these lines could be, but I mean, I know later we like punched up a little more, but it's still like, it can, it can pretty, use some work. No, no. I mean, for, for sure. It could use a little plenty of yeah. work. I'm saying it's still something we did many Many jokes ago. I'm positive yeah. we would both right oh. now just be like, here's a million things yeah. to change. But it was really cool to do that. So we went out there with that and then trying to pursue comedy and then just, I guess the rut is just like feeling like you're not making any progress and you're spending a ton of money to live out there. Yeah. Any friend that I made uh, out there, they were working two jobs just to live in California. The cost of living is so high. And then the not knowing the path to it and then... uh I guess giving up and I mean, well, the, yeah, that was that was the rut of it, really. And then I started streaming video games on Twitch because that was one of my hobbies at the time. And then I got affiliate was making like barely any money doing that. Like what's uh, a range? Just, what's I, affiliate? Money? I have no oh, idea what this money is. Is like 100 to 300 a month if you're really consistent and people yeah. are donating. It's not just like the, you know, because you could have I think they're subs. Yeah. You get subscribers. Um, it's like five dollars a month, and there's like a certain percentage split that you so and Twitch. Like take. if you translated it into like a wage, it's you're not. It's not. Surviving. It's not like a real job. No, yeah. no, no, not at all. And then you have to hit a certain amount of money, like for them to even send you anything. I forget yeah. how much it is, but like if you didn't make that much money, they're not yeah. gonna send you a check for like fifty seven dollars. <laughs> yeah. So the it, Twitch was, it was no money. Headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it would have been, I mean, it, it's one of those things kind of like, I guess, stand up where if you really stick with it and then like stay consistent um, and like uh, stream at consistent hours, yeah. like you'll have the same viewers and those people tell other people sometimes. There was like different, you know, mechanics that Twitch yeah. came up with that were really helpful. Occasionally, if you were streaming a, a certain video game, another bigger streamer was. And when they would sign off, they could just send all their viewers currently over to you. 
So like you oh, wow. just, okay, very occasionally you'd get like dropped a couple thousand people to watch you, and then like maybe oh. maybe an eighth of those would like follow you or stick around at least to Man. watch you and keep it's your like numbers up. It's such a good idea though. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's yeah. good for Twitch to like try to keep people on the site, and it's it was good for the so smaller hard, groups yeah. trying to like get people going. What game? What game were you streaming? So I would speed run. Um, Outlast, which was like a horse. I don't know what that game. term means, speed, speed run. For oh, uh, so like trying to get through the video game as quick as possible sometimes. And there's different avenues for it. Like you're <clears> literally <throat> timing it usually. And yeah. like people have records in games. Like speed and like run. down to like milliseconds, like, a... like world record. Like So games that take me like months to beat, you're yeah. trying to beat in like what? The people would break the game and like... Um, like most long games will have like weird like glitches and stuff if it's a speedrunnable yeah. game. Like so a speedrun yeah. is something you can usually like do in a sitting. For Outlast, I would I would speedrun the game and my time was like it was not a popular game. I had at one point I had seventh highest time or best time in the world, but that was like fifty two minutes in the glitchless category, so yeah. I wouldn't do any glitches or take advantage of the game. I would just try to get through the game by abusing the not NPCs, but like I guess NPCs like uh, mechanics, non, of like non-playable it, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but exploiting the, game mechanics. I'm from the streets. Not, I'm from yeah. the streets. I know what that term means. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the glitch world record of the run, like in, in glitchless, like I think the world record was like around 50 minutes, 52 or something yeah. like that. But the glitched world record for that was like seven and a half minutes because they would just like, get from the beginning of the game, they'd find this weird clip in a wall where something wasn't perfect and they'd just drop all the way down to the last level and oh, wow, and okay. just run through that and then and then beat it. But um, So that Super Mario Odyssey was a big one. Um, Celeste was like this indie game that I would play. Were you enjoying it or is it just part... Like you, you do really... Uh, you get a high off of... Uh, getting a personal best like yeah. you played through the game like yeah i mean it's like you're optimizing i mean like yeah. i guess like an easy comparison would be like golf like yeah people a great golf shot the same course over and over oh yeah and they'll oh, feel yeah. great when they get their lowest score yeah they're very comparable to speed yeah running, i think I yeah like. i think that's a good yeah. analogy for it yeah so that and then and then sometimes <laughs> party games a lot of times smash bros i would play but usually if i was just having some beers on stream yeah um those like type of party games and stuff but mostly i was like trying to speed run and, and get good at that how did you like how did you like identify that you were because i'm sure like at first like oh I, I bought this you said you bought this like half gallon of turkish thing and it was like oh uh, it's cool uh, it's new amsterdam vodka new amsterdam you're like oh like did you know bucks? you were sadly buying a half gallon yes. or did but you uh, were just like i don't care i'm just like bummed out I guess so. It was, uh, I don't want to say it was like an autopiloted thing, but it was like, I definitely did like develop like a bad drinking habit out there just because. Yeah, it was just routine. Yeah, there was like, there was nothing going on and, and I would do that and then I'd be like, oh, I'm actually having fun out in California. Like, Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't fun. Like, it's like, crazy <laughs> how like easy those like negative routines can happen. I think everyone did it over, over like pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't really have weekday beers. You know, oh yeah, but yeah. like COVID, it was like I remember I walked to my parents' house, and uh, it was like a Tuesday for dinner, and I like went in the fridge and like grabbed a beer. And my dad was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> COVID, man. and I was just like, "Yeah, dude, COVID, let's go." It's like everyone's doing, <laughs> like you know. That's the end of days. Yeah, like, yeah. Why not? <laughs> but like yeah. it, like it, like yeah. No, and I mean, I think a lot of people fall into habits like that, and people have had you know different journeys getting in or out of those mm-hmm. routines. You know, it's uh, yeah. Negative positive routines, man. They yeah. become routines. How did you identify I gotta get the hell out of here? Like what was like the not the low moment, like you had some crazy low moment, but we were like, dude, I'm done. There was a lot of low moments. I was actually like <laughs> I- <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. Is there's a lot of low moments. That's the name of it. There was uh 
So I was actually doing the best I'd ever done on Twitch, but not enough money to make rent. And I had sold my car to, like, stay there longer and basically do nothing. I tried to take one comedy course out. You'd call, like, a lot of places, and they were, like, overbooked. And it was just people that had experience, and I really had none. Um, and I just didn't know, especially in Michigan, I wish I would have just stuck here and learned from people that were already doing it here for a while. It's not, it's, honestly, it's a pretty damn good scene, I feel. It is really good. I didn't. I don't know if it was as good that long. I'd have to talk to some older heads yeah. and see because I uh, – uh, I don't know. It was just, I just felt like, you know, California or New York at the time was like, you got to go to one of those places if you want to yeah. make it in, in any, any type of, uh, any type of way. But I was doing the, the best I'd done on Twitch, but ran out of money. Um, didn't have a car. So I, I rented a Toyota Yaris and I packed it up. I was actually living with his brother, um, in California at, apartment oh, at the time. I didn't know your brother lived there. Okay. Um, and then, uh, just realized I had no way to survive out there unless I wanted to live in a car that I didn't have anymore. So yeah. I, I just drove back. Toyota Yaris, no cruise control, didn't realize that until after I rented it. So that drive sucked. I had no money for a hotel, slept during the day in like um, rest stops and then yeah. drove at night because there was no traffic. Um, but I guess that gets back to the point of because uh, then I came back and then finished the degree. Um, for the question of like how long I've been doing this. Cause I yeah. think I went off on a tangent, but, and then, uh, I was just like, I guess, you know, stand up isn't for me. I'll always like watch it. And then Travis was doing it. And I was like, Oh my God, like there's any kind of like showed me that there was a path. And Hell the path yeah. is literally just getting up and, and going and doing, yeah. doing it. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Good job. Travis getting them back. Yeah. Super appreciative of that. Honestly, you need some dudes, man. Like, so I, I had, I was having a pity party and it was weird. Like, I think like, uh, it was like Brett Salferino and Dan Grinnell. This was, I, you know, like we kind of came around in the same. I think they've been doing it for a little longer. But Brett was just like, and Dan, I think at both different points, like similar, were like, dude, what's up? I haven't seen you in a while. And I was like, yeah, man, I got to get back out, you know? Yeah. So it's cool to have people that are like looking out for you, you know? Definitely. Yeah. It's so much easier. It is really hard to, uh, I get more, I don't get nervous for the crowds as much as like trying to talk to comics after. <laughs> you set. get nervous? Yeah, I just feel like I come off super too strong or too fake. I had one, come one on, time, man. Uh, somebody had complimented my set, and then I was like, yeah, and your set was really good, too. And then <laughs> somebody else <laughs> like next to them went like, yeah, your set was really good, too. Like, oh, like, dude. And I was like, damn, I sound like a douchebag. Dude. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they were being mean or if they were just, because I feel like a lot of comics are mimics. They just think things sound funny, and they'll repeat it back. But Dude, so, okay, one time a comic uh, like mimicked me, and they were being mean. And they didn't know I heard them, you know. Uh, and I was like, in like in my head, I was like, I can rip you in half, you know. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, like I can physically rip you in half. <laughs> like I almost was like, but I was like, also, you don't want to be like Psycho Mark out on the comedy streets, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. it's like, it's hard. I mean, like, whatever. Don't take it personal. I mean, I was like, Mark, don't take it personal. As ever, let it go. But yeah, it makes you self conscious. I walked up to. Uh, I, I remember, like, that's funny you say that. I was like, oh, what do you mean you're nervous? But I remember I went to uh, Crunchy's in Lansing. Oh, yeah. Kind of early on, like a year in. And uh, they're like a, vi like, Lansing is a great crew. They obviously all know each other. And they're very tight. And um, they're on this big, long table, all, like, waiting to go. And you could tell they're all hanging out. And uh, actually, Elena Banfield, she was like, oh, hey, what's up, Mark? How you doing? Like, hey, look, come on over, sit with us, which was really nice. But I just remember like sitting there and I'm like not self-conscious. I can talk to people, but I just like, 
you know, you're in, you're, you're just like, you're so stupid. Yeah, you're like in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Like you the lunch table. Yeah. The like, lunch table. Yes, dude. The lunch. Elena was great, too. I no, think, uh, Elena was always really good, I think, at kind of making people feel yeah. welcome. Yeah. yeah. She put me on beggars. She was always, like, really nice. I only knew her for, like, three months before she moved, um, you and, know, starting doing comedy. Yeah. But she was super nice. And they weren't clicky. It was, like, it's not on their job to make me, like, to like have a like they're on their Monday night out like do your yeah. thing it's not their job but totally. I totally relate to yeah, what you're saying totally. yeah, yeah I, I, want them I, I relate to, to what you're saying but also friend. I'd say Lan- Lance and Crew's pretty friendly they're awesome yeah. they no are, they're awesome yeah, they're, they're awesome, awesome. yeah they, no they like I, yeah everyone came up and said like great sad and like talked to me and and that's where I first met Louie and like everyone was cool and never so they're cool, they're yeah. so cool but that initial stupid little lunchroom feeling know, is like hard not to I don't want to come off as like a dick or like think i i don't know i yeah. always try to say thank you too and i'm like is that am i saying thank you too much um, <laughs> <laughs> to these people but i felt like really, lansing people were the first ones like added me on facebook like actually said to me yeah. said anything to me after a set saying i think you're really funny like yeah this was nice or suggesting stuff like i think you have a call back here yeah um that that's maybe, maybe you should try and i was like this is amazing that they Honestly, would even talk to no me. one so no no one says stuff to me about my jokes because you, you no write like joke jokes, no, it's hard no, to. No one's <laughs> no one's ever trying to help me out. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna come up with one, dude. I'm gonna come up with something for you. I've, I've had conversations with Andrew where he's like solved problems for me, but I haven't like been at a show and then some other comic that I kind of know was like, "Have you thought about this?" Yeah. It's yeah. like I've like come to my friends like screaming i'm like fix this for me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> travis is really good about i'm not good at asking for help travis is i've always been i've always admired that quality that you're willing to be like hey i think this could be better and um but i also think that you come off as in a great way that like you know what you're doing that you know your jokes are jokes whereas like m- my jokes aren't always like f- don't feel like fully fleshed out so i think people feel and i'm a newer face as well i think to a lot of people so People feel more. I mean, like, I think oh, I'm like, still like an unknown face to plenty of people. Maybe, but people are trying to get on that yard show, man. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't like that reputation. <laughs> <laughs> not after your first of all, you're not going to be a, a unfamiliar face after your second appearance on ASA Detroit. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm a, I'm a staple. In you're the a scene, rag, um. dude. You're a rag. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, all right. So what? Ma- okay. So like. So we, we kind of talked about a little bit like you got this like, you know, you're painting houses, you got your data analysts and we, you've already answered this question last time. Probably. Yeah. But like, are you, are you like comedy or bust or, or are you kind of like you have this day job, you got this 40 hour job that you're going, it's going good. You kind of talked about like getting your retirement, you know, kind of rocking, getting everything like set. Like, where are you at? Like, as far as like your, your energy points and like, what's your like end goal for this whole thing? Me? Yeah. Oh, um, it's your episode, I don't dude. Have an, yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't have a, an end goal really anymore. My dreams have been crushed. Uh, reality's there. I'm just happy to be involved, honestly. And if a lot of the people that I'm meeting now go on to, you know, some of them are moving out of state or have plans to move out of state, if they start to headline and tour, like yeah. I would love if they came to town and I got to feature for them and they trusted me with that. Yeah. It's kind of where I'm at mentally. If I get, if, if I feel like I'm progressing further, maybe those goals will change. But, um, yeah, that's pretty I, – I don't have really plans to try and move back out, yeah. out of state. And uh, I would love to do, like, some road stuff in the Midwest, you know, and, like, yeah. and get that experience. I think my highest aspiration would be to do some colleges. And I know that, like um, – That's a big deal. For a lot of big 
a lot of the bigger comics say like those shows were nightmares to do because yeah. they would show up and like do stuff in a cafeteria where all these college students did not want comedy yeah um type of thing but i i feel like i would have hit all my anything i would have thought you know I'd, i would have exceeded it at yeah. that point the problem the problem with comedy is like well it's not the problem with comedy the problem with like this type of thing is like i forgot the curve of what it's called but it's like a, a thing where like you don't know what you don't know until you get there right because you can't like see both the curves yeah. so like like i remember being like if i'm like invited to like if i'm allowed to go to a backyard show then i'll like made it you know yeah. and then you're like yeah. if i, I get like yeah. on a backyard show yeah. then i've made it and then you're like if someone pays me five dollars for this i've made it then you're like if someone pays me a hundred dollars, I've made it. Then you're like, if I host a real thing, and it's just like each thing. So like, dude, you're gonna do a college, and you're gonna be like some new goal. Like you're never gonna yeah. feel like I know you're yeah. there. Like how do you? Okay, so like music, man. Like I once saw you at like, I, uh, where is it? What was that place called? It was in Hamtramck. Sanctuary. I once saw you in Sanctuary, man. That place was packed. The pl- uh the wasn't that like a touring band that was like the headliner. So you're like opening for like a uh, like a touring band. You got a legit band, uh, yeah. And you're like, like I'm like in my head, I'm like, dude, this guy's like uh, made it, man. This guy's a musician, you know. And like, do you feel like that, or do you feel like there's like so much more? Like, how? I mean, the phenomenon you described definitely like happened with music. You know, when I was 14, learning how to play the drums yeah. and just jamming with different people. It's like in my head, oh, I made it if I'm just like in a band. Yeah. Um, and then like I played my first show and it's like, well, I made it like if we have some recordings and then we made recordings yeah. and it's and the bar just keeps moving. Um, and with music and with comedy, I think it just mad like you should just focus on having fun doing the thing Dude, you like doing. That's great advice. Um, and you know, you just hope the opportunities kind of come as a natural extension of that. Yeah. Uh, so that show you went to, we were opening for Dury. That was the first time um, we got to play, like, on a bill with a sort of, like, legit band. Yeah. Like, you know, any kind of, like, record deal or, like, a real tour or anything. Mm-hmm. But since then, like, we've gotten two more um, I would say, like, getting that first one has felt to me probably, like, one of the most significant milestones yeah. uh, doing that. Um, but, like, you know, more than that, the thing I'm having about was, like, I just feel like we sound good when we've been playing lately. And, yeah. like, those, those two things got to be related. Yeah. You know, like, sure. <laughs> just focusing on uh, sounding good and having fun doing it. Like, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's uh, there's obviously luck opportunity whatever whatever um but the people who have you know are having fun get into that spot like help them get to more spots oh dude i echo that man so i in my worst comedy moment for like a couple weeks i was like viewing it as like a competition and i would like listen to like hardcore rap music right on the way to the show and i would get like angry you know what i mean like which was sports this was like sports mentality which would work for me i'd get angry right and uh and this was like i don't know i just like it just wasn't it wasn't working 
you know? And then, like, I, I like, was quit. I was like, I quit. And I forgot that, uh, you know, I had to do a show or whatever. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to have a great time. I'm going to have fun. And uh, I had a great time. The crowd had a great time. And now I'm just trying to focus on, like, right before I go on, I'm like, dude, let's have some fun. No, that's you know? literally like yeah. we did Crunchies and Max Monday, the night at House of Comedy yesterday. Yeah. And... I'm like feeling like kind of like nervous jittery and then I'm just like just remember that it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like that's the point. Yeah. Like just yeah. <laughs> that might be a better name of the episode. I should have been yeah, I should have been telling telling myself that Monday. It, I, and not that I had bad sets. I felt like Max went well. Crunchies was tough. But um Why was Crunchies tough? Um you know, happens. Crunchies has been hit or miss. Like I feel like I have done really well there sometimes. Yeah. Uh this last one I just don't know if the crowd. I mean, was the there crowd was it. just not really laughing. Let's blame the crowd. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm not bitter about it. But like, um, there were people paying attention, but like they were like kind of like nodding and like I don't know, it's just different. You know, there's there's different vibes and the vibe of the crowd varies more at Crunchies than some other places. That's the way I'll put this. Yeah. Um, it yeah. makes sense because it's like a restaurant. You can like sit down and eat and like it's just, you know, like bar food. So. It's so many things. It's a restaurant. It's a college kids bar. It's yeah. like, yeah, who knows what you're going to get there. You know, I do feel I, I feel like uh, like I'm also with the, the nerves thing. Like I still get nervous, like doing sets. I do get more nervous to talk to comics afterwards. <laughs> I try to talk to comics afterwards. <laughs> but I'm less nervous. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. And I feel like um, I want I, I want to just start doing like a new set completely to start working on it. Because the jokes that I've been telling, I go on autopilot like really easily because I've just been saying them so many times. Yeah. And then sometimes after I've said a joke, I'm like, did I even word that the right way? Like, did that even yeah. make sense? Sometimes I'm, I'm autopiloting. Here. I like accidentally like glitch and like I'm halfway through one joke and I start saying the next joke. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to. And I don't even know. Like, I'm like, I, yeah, I need to stay in the moment. Yeah. Uh, and, and like have fun and enjoy what's going on. Like, tell like, the joke. Yeah. And I don't know if like sometimes if I'm in a off mood or if i'm too tired or if i'm not tired enough sometimes yeah. like, is the joke's gonna deliver the right like the same way they did the one time they killed or like you know something yeah. like that yeah but, uh, it's 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 weird it's weird like bombing is is weird and killing is weird with the same material what was your last horrific bomb um <laughs> detroit burger bar probably uh oh, oh i mean what time was that at <laughs> i was one of the earlier ones i think they started at eight or nine or yeah. something like that, and I was like the third or fourth person up. You can't bomb at Detroit Burger Bar. If you showed up, <laughs> it's a, I, you I, killed. Bro, I, <laughs> I, keep, I keep thinking about you doing the, uh, I was like called uh, back. Good to gracious a ass photo agents to a completely dead To a completely dead silent burger bar. Yeah. I'm like, Andrew's but committed. committed. He's, he's doing it. You sang? He's just. Yeah, because it's, it's part of one of my jokes is just being distracted and when people like say certain things like it's it triggers like a song in my head and that's where my head goes and i yeah. have to refocus pay attention to the conversation like uh n this isn't one of my jokes but like if you ever hear anybody go, like it's man like you're like it's man one week <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's like yeah. where your head goes but like the joke is involves um nelly's it's getting hot in here so yeah i, I sing part of it I guess. <laughs> great I song like, oh, gracious ass bodacious and yeah. i get like a couple bars in and nobody Man's just doing it to yeah. a dead silent <laughs> yes, Detroit <laughs> burger bar. Like a crazy person. Up and I was like, I love comedy. Yeah. I, I was laughing at myself, though, because it was actually <laughs> yeah. not like a horrific bomb. It was just like the room wasn't there for it. And I was just happy. It's sometimes it's just funny to me that I'm 
trying to do comedy and nobody's listening. Like, yeah. that's just funny. <laughs> but, um, so that was a horrific bomb. I guess, in a way, because afterwards it was like, nobody here was like, that guy's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone was saying that about anyone. I Mm-mm. just don't think, like, yeah. just... No, the burger bar's a different thing, man. I, I, I've i been digging it, though. I want to go going? back. I won't be able to these next two Saturdays, but three Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to check it out. I just went and watched Andrew the one time. You didn't go up? I didn't know. Dude, I, okay, my favorite thing is to do my, I was telling him before we, you got here, is to do my, it's so close to me, right? Yeah. So I do my normal Saturday, like I, whatever plans I have on Saturday. If they happen to end, which they are do a lot now because I'm 40, if they happen to end before one in the morning, I go to the burger bar, and I close it out there with those guys. It's like a blast. Like talk to comics. Oh, like I, usually, like I, I, you know, like there's like a, a I, dude. I, I've seen Noah Chap a million times. Never have ever sat and had like a 15 minute conversation with him. I got to have it with him, right? That's awesome. Had yeah. a com- uh, conversation with uh, Jacob Russell. And then, like, you know, you're trying to, like, they're trying to make it to one. So I always feel it's like a Jerry Lewis telethon <laughs> where you're trying to just <laughs> keep the mic alive. <laughs> yeah, you I know? believe Paul was, I was like, how much time? And he's like, 10 to 15 minutes. And I was yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm talking, to, I'm like yeah. crowd working the waitress because yeah, no, she's the only person there. That is a good place to probably work. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I've yeah. heard that, but, like, I don't know. I don't feel like that's. Like, I'm not, like, a staller. Like, I don't feel like I'm... Me neither! <laughs> but, yeah, maybe maybe we should do it just to do it. Mm-hmm. Just to, yeah, throw it out. It's, just, it's a cool... Like, I like the independent. It's, it's uh, the... Like, every time I've gone to the uh, shit show, I've had a really good time. You know? It's always fun. But, like, for some reason... I don't know. Like, I just don't find myself getting there. But I find myself getting to the burger bar. Oh, it's like... Way different drive for you. Yeah, it's two seconds, oh, yeah. and it's like on the and I'm like, oh, dude, the burger bar is happening now. Er, pull in, and I, it's just it's. I just feel like it's like a it's like a cool. I, f- I to be honest, I feel cool when I go oh, yeah. when I go in there. It's like, oh, dude, these are like all these comics. Like, who well, knows about yeah, this? Yeah, not this Saturday. The following Saturday is Travis's final yard show for the summer. Yeah. I'll be at 26th. that. I think I'll be at that. Um, There's I, I don't know what reason they, I would not be. If they're trying to go that. to one, whenever the the party wraps up after the show, the hang, I, or for the comics that are coming to town, it might be like another good place to work out right afterwards because it's like right up the road from you as well. Yeah, but that yeah. the Travis is a destination dude, location. It's such a good hang. People ain't afterwards. leaving Travis's house. Dude, it's the, I have the best time. Bikeable for me. It's bikeable. Bikeable. Yeah, you did. You did. did First, you, for, not bike, this time. You didn't bike the second show. No. Okay, no, it was raining. I think it oh, was yeah, like yeah, pouring yeah, rain. Sure. Yeah, no, no, hell no. Um, where do you, uh, Andrew and Travis? Travis, about a year ago since you've been on with your friend Mary Spencer. Episode five. Yeah, dude, that was like you're one of the original G's, mm-hmm. actually. Original G's. Original gangsters. You really have a way to shorten that, right? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> OGs, OG. You're one of the OGs. <laughs> you're one of the OGs. Um, so Travis, where do you where do you want to? Uh, we'll ask you this too, Andrew. Where do you want to be at, in a year with comedy and with music? Oh. Talk about in any order you'd like. No, huh? I, I feel like the thing I said is the thing I got to say to try to keep my head straight. I feel like when I think about the kind of external objectives, uh, I have less fun with the hobby. Yeah. And I don't focus on like why I got into it in the first place. You know, like I... Got to where 
I am with the band, like after reaching a point where I was like, I need to focus on just like and doing the shows. If I'm like beating myself up mentally, like, oh, like, why isn't this local festival booking me? Yeah. Like, I gotta get X, Y, or Z. Like, just enjoying it and taking the opportunities I get. So, in a year, I wanna be still doing it and enjoying it. That's my goal Dude, for both of them. This guy, man. This guy, that's a great. Cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers to that, man. That's a great uh that's a great perspective on anything really, to be honest. Literally on anything. That's awesome. No, that's very cool. Um I the best things have come in my life when I've had that perspective on it. Yeah, for sure. You know? You can like it's great to have goals. It really is good. I, I'm like a definitely like you know, I'm coaching sports. Obviously I've done this sports like to me, like like I had this one like big time sports goal and it like drove me like and it worked right but sometimes if also there's like i've also learned there's like beautiful like failures in that right because if if you gave it your all but like the things where i've just like dude let's just have a great beeping time you know what i mean time. yeah let's have a great beeping beep time and i don't think any of us have sworn no you guys you guys you definitely def- have you definitely swore i did yeah. yeah i appreciate you guys trying not to swear okay. just it helps me but yeah if it's, no, I mean, it is, it is what it is. You guys are you um, killing it. All right, what's your goal, dude, in a year? Um, let, me, I'll, let me set some goals. I'll set some goals. Oh, hell yeah. All right, oh. so Zen goal. Just, just also like, other goal. Like, just chill goals. Um, I know, like, for music, the kind of goal we have is just to, like, write and record more music. Okay. Because I, I think we'd kind of <clears throat> been intending on doing that for a little while, but then, like, we kind of started getting cool shows, and we started focusing on, like, wanting to play well at those shows. Yeah. So, just write and record some more songs. You know, we had put out our last song over a year ago at this point. Um, we have, like, some stuff written and a bunch of stuff started. So, I like to keep working on that. Um, and then for comedy... Hmm. I think just write write some new jokes. I feel like I've maybe been a little bit of a rut... Um, and I did spend a lot of time, I think, focusing more on trying to maybe, you know, be polished for 10 minutes yeah. or something. Uh, but I think it'd be fun to do some new stuff. So yeah. I think, yeah, those, those will be my goals. I'm trying to write a new seven um, by like, I'm, actually, there's really no time. Limit. I'm just trying to write a new seven, you know, I've been having fun with it too. Like kind of like what you were saying, like it's cool to get polished and it's cool to like, you, you know, uh, exchange this little part and add in something but it's also cool and it's kind of like it kind of brings you to that like first year like I don't know I feel like the world is it's like you're, this brand new thing is where you're just trying to like make a new seven and you're <laughs> no one's laughing no one's laughing someone laughs at this yeah put that in Keep try something you know more fat. more. Yeah. yeah it's cool it's cool uh, what's yours man one year goal um, could so be I'm a twitch goal too for you Oh, so yeah, let's hear a Twitch goal for a comedy goal. Yeah, I would like to have four consistent watchers on <laughs> Twitch. Um, no, I haven't done Twitch in a while, but it would be fun to get back into. But there's like literally not enough time in the day um, f- to keep. True. Like, comedy alone is like my hobby now. Like I don't even get to play video games that yeah. much anymore. Because you're always reading Spider-Man comics. Yeah, I do read a lot of comic books. Comics are dope. Um, so yeah. respect. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm I'm working through like a lot. There's so there's so many comics. Spider Man is your yeah. comic. What's your main comic? Um, well, right, it, it's always been. Uh, I thought I had a Spider Man <laughs> tattoo for a second. Um, 
Uh, Spider-Man's always been my favorite hero. Like, when I was in fourth grade, uh, we had, like, a project. Like, who's your hero in life? And everybody was like, my grandpa, my dad. And I was like, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so he's always been my favorite hero. But I've read, like, a lot of different, like, because uh, uh, of the movies, I got into the Guardians of the Galaxy um, comics. Read, like, Venom, Thor. um was cool. I've read the Avengers, Spider-Man. There's a lot of good Batman um, stories. Amazing ones. Um, Green Lantern. Uh, mo- mostly Marvel. I'm, I'm subscribed to that Marvel Unlimited app. So, like, you have, like, almost their entire database to, like, go back. Like, 60. Like, uh, the, the one I'm getting ready to read is, like, starting from the beginning of Spider-Man in the 60s. Yeah. Through the 90s was the first run, which is, like, I think yeah. about 500 comics. But, um. You just on your phone? Uh, iPad. Yeah, but you can do. I have it on my phone as well. I had a. I have a bunch of comics downloaded on my iPad from oh, like. Dude, I, it's the best I'm a sucker for like. I don't like reading comic to comic to comic to comic. I actually find that annoying. Oh. Like when you read like, you know, like the weekly subscription. Yeah. It's just too much cliffhangery stuff. Like it drives me crazy. Yeah. But like, dude, I used to go to the library, public Sterling Heights Public Library. Shout out to Sterling Heights Public Shout Library. I grew up right around the, my, right down Dodge Park, right by yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same, dude. So my mom would take us there in the summer. And I would uh, go to the graphic novel section, and it was like Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns, oh, the yeah, Long the Halloween. Miller, uh, Dude, oh, yeah, yeah. I loved those Batman comics. I still like, so I went, I had to do like a, a meeting near the Sterling Heights Public Library. Yeah. And I like, I went in because I had like an hour to kill. And I was like, I wonder if they still, dude. I sat down, <laughs> and it was like, Call back to childhood, man. I sat down. I was on that little table. I, I, yeah, I was read like the the Dark Knight Returns, and they, you know, like as you're when an adult, they come out with the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not as good. No, yeah, as that comic, man. Yeah, um, for sure, and other graphic novels too. Like, but like, there's a lot of good. I don't know if you ever read like any manga. Some of that stuff. Not in the manga. Yeah, um, but like graphic novels, like um, The Walking Dead was a really good series before the show. Okay. Um, but, uh, I watched the show until they hit that guy with the baseball bat, and I couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah, Glenn got hit. It's a different character in the in the graphic novel. Um, they really like a lot of people's storylines got like taken to. Yeah, yeah they they would like. What's the word? Mesh. Like, like read like do storylines with swapping the characters. I get that, that though for the surprise of the show. I yeah, do get that. Wanna, yeah, yeah. But know. no, so I mean, I stopped watching when you stopped watching, and. It was too much, man. Like it was too much. I stopped watching before that. I just knew I heard about because that was a big deal. I yeah. just spoilers. Sorry for anybody. <laughs> I mean, no. He, can, he gets in the head. This is these are old <laughs> enough that we can talk about these. I guess warning: Walking Dead season something spoilers. Yeah. Uh, when Negan shows up, um, like they do that dumb cliffhanger where you don't get to see who we killed. Yeah. And then when you watch the new episode. He just kills a second person right after. Yeah. Like, you could have just showed us the first kill, and the second kill actually would have been, like, really surprising still. Yeah. Like, it's such, like, it's, like, such, like, a goofy, goofy, goofy gimmick to not show us who he killed at the end of this season. Yeah. I didn't like, um, whatever, man, graphic. The whole show is, like, based on graphic violence. But when he, like, when he hits him in the head... Which is whatever you show. Oh, it's like you're like oh, which is like enough. Like we get it. We yeah. can visualize what that looks like. Then they show him with the dented face, trying to say "I love you." Remember that? 
I did not see that. No, that I mean, I, I get out of here yeah. with that, man. Honestly, like, what I, are you doing? I, I, I look away at stuff like that. Like, yeah, get out of here with that, like, man. Dented head. I don't need to see dented head on like I can't, AMC. You know, like the like the Saw movies. Like Saw One has like under. 30 seconds of like really graphic stuff that was a really good movie weird. dude yeah i really like the yeah. first saw movie but like saw four it's just like all the most <laughs> the ice cylinder smash the most yeah visually grotesque shit i'm, I'm out like, on that is... no, i'm out no so yeah no i i don't anything that gives like a lot of screen time to stuff that's like kind of uncomfortable like that like, All right, I don't like it. We hijacked your thing, but I have one I more. I have one more saw. I have one more saw thing. I have one yeah. more saw thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like, The Walking Dead ruined me for uh, thrillers because uh-huh. it was too much. Because like, The Walking Dead, it was like in a thriller. There's like tense moments and calm moments, and The Walking Dead would mesh those moments as the seasons went on where like people are like just talking like making breakfast and then all of a sudden like they open the the oven and a zombie rips their organs out like it was like it was (laughs) it was too much blended right and then so that that i couldn't like handle any thrillers but then the marvel movies which i'm into Mm -hmm. me too also ruined me on the other end where there really is no tense moment that's true there's no tense moment Like, you know, like, even if someone dies, you know, like, whatever. So, like, Marvel, Marvel, like, The Walking Dead pushed me away from thrillers. And then the Marvel got me into this, like, almost, like, zombie walk beat where, like, nothing too bad could happen. It is wild because the comics are a lot darker. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, the... It's the pro- the problem's just like the it's the franchising. Yeah, I think, it, I think you it's, don't you don't want yeah. to close the they don't want to close the door on bringing back a character that could make them money. Yeah, it's, like it's really it's really simple. I think a lot of the movies are more not I mean obviously influenced from the comics, but about like the tone of it is influenced more from like the animated series from the '90s and stuff. Yeah, just because like that never really got too dark because they were for kids. But um, I just read a comic. Uh, arc with spider-man where he was literally like killed like 50 times in a row by a villain yeah and like brought back to life killed again yeah i mean they and it was i mean they could get away with stuff like that in comics Mm -hmm. though you know yeah we're getting real this is not only a comedy podcast it's also popular culture podcast yeah (laughs) yeah all right andrew so one year one year one year away um so i feel like right now i have in in my opinion like 15 minutes that are worth being on a show Maybe not top dollar, but like fifteen yeah. minutes that are worth being on a show. Um, and 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 from a year from now, I have like other material that just needs to be more polished, and I'd like to have another ten to fifteen minutes that I feel is good enough. Okay. So that's where I'd like to be. Um, I don't know about it. Like, I'd like to like f- feature on some more stuff, I guess. Um, so like longer sets. You want to yeah, be doing longer sets? sets the longest yeah. I've done was fifteen so far. Um, I, I think, I think that's like a g- good place. I might even be getting ahead of my, myself right now with it, but, um, I feel like that's a good place to 15 be. 15 is great, man. 15 yeah. is like a, uh, I think 15 is such, is a good time mark too. Cause that's like an, a host time. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to, to do more of that, um, and feel more comfortable, I guess, learn different tricks of the trade. Cause I, I feel like every couple of months there's some, there's something else that clicks where I'm like, Oh, yeah. like, you know, you get it again. Like you're like, Oh, I didn't even get it before. Yeah. Um, and then um, turn a lot of comedy acquaintances into friends and make other new acquaintances and yeah. friends and stuff. That'll happen just naturally, man. Yeah. 
just got to keep showing up and trying to talk to people yeah and not being weird or great set great set yeah great set. oh man i'm so bad about that i'm okay. trying to trying to be better all right we're gonna end with this right mm-hmm. so this is my favorite thing so com- no comedian appreciates after they bomb someone tell them they had it. like good set dude right mm. so everyone has their like go-to like you had a bad set so i'm gonna tell you that so mine is uh way to battle out there steve Kaz still has the best one which was his was way to stay in the pocket like a boxer just who just gets beat up in the pocket, you know, they don't that leave. Yeah. So yeah. what is your, maybe you don't have it yet. You can say you're deve- and still in development, but like when a comma comes off and they obviously bombed, you don't want to say good set because it's, it's like, dude, get out of my face. So what is your, you just bombed, but I'm still going to support you. I think I swear in mine. Well, go ahead. I, <laughs> I did not. Go ahead. I think I just say good Okay. 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 <laughs> and like sometimes, like they'll give me that reaction, like they know they bombed. Yeah. I'm like, no, like I know, like that's why it's good shit. Yeah. Like, you, you win and you did the thing still. Oh yeah. If you commit, I love when any, I love when anybody is committing, like when it's going horribly. Like, yeah. That's even funnier to me. Um. Way but, to commit. That could be a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way to commit. Maybe that'll be mine. I, I guess mine's still in development because I'm still in that awkward stage of like. I hope you like me. (laughs) Andrew, everybody likes you. Thanks, man. Please be my friend. That's what I say to people after they bomb. Please be my friend. I probably don't say anything. Although I definitely have to people that have clearly had a bad set. I have been good set. We've all done it, man. We've all done it. Honestly, we've all done it. I I stopped doing it after hearing people say how much they hated it. But Mm -hmm. I was like, I think I like, yeah, everyone's done that. There's also a weird thing with like, comics that are clearly way better than me more experienced that have told me i had a good set and i felt weird about telling them they had a good set because they did have a great set and they're working on like new stuff um but it it almost feels like me saying good set to them is is like uh who are you to even say oh dude get out of your head man that's 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 that one that one's too far in your head yeah get out of your head dude get out of your head man (laughs) Everyone's just like trying to, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of your head, man, for sure. Yeah. Uh, guys, we did two hours, man. We rocked it. That was great oh, really? stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, you did Anything? Two hours? Yeah. No, sorry, in an hour, an oh, hour, an oh, hour. I, I yeah, was, I was like, no, no not two hours. We did an hour. Anything you guys want to say before we get out? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to like? Last um, thoughts? Last comedy gems you want to give to the people? Stephen Wright is my favorite comic. He has a new book out. Um, okay. And uh, and I think he just started his Instagram in April. He's like a legendary comic. Yeah. Um, and he's only got like. 1300 followers and i think he deserves a lot more okay so i'll plug him i got nothing really what a great dude andrew is he's selflessly giving his plug time to someone else respect (laughs) respect how do you say your last name uh guay andrew guay yeah guay guay andrew guay yeah travis conti I gotta plug Andrew at this point. Oh damn! Plug it, dude. Uh, plug this. Listen to him. He's a he's a he's a selfless guy. L- listen to him. He's plugging St- Stephen Wright. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's plugging Stephen Wright with I, his. I, I recently followed him a few months ago, and I was like, he's the only guy. I was like, this is this can't be his legit account, but I think he just. Nah, started. just When's your comedy rumble coming up? Um, September seventh, I believe. Is the let me. Check I'll be you there, homie. One oh, night yeah. stands. Yeah. September seventh, one night stands. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You want it too. We're yeah, on, let's uh, go. Stuff yeah. the ballot. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. That, that should well, be uh, a lot of fun to hang with. Uh, yeah, I'll plug Andrew. Andrew's a fun guy. You should book him and be his friend. Thanks, man. Well, you've gained one friend today, Andrew. And that's me. Great. Saving money just so they can brag to all of their friends that they've fallen again. Now I'm falling because then. 
Media reports what they willing to spend Man, I'm wishing it ends one day Till then, I'll be chilling, spilling suckers from the wrath of my pen Where you at, homie? None of them cats in your cookin', homie How you want it, homie? None of them cats in your cookin', homie Where you at, homie? None of them cats in your cookin', homie None of them cats in your cookin', homie None of them cats in your cooking home. Live from the deepest of dungeons, I get into beats like water in sponges. I think it's repugnant for the radio to play the same thing over and over and over. Plus it's redundant. Find yourself swimming under bridges in London if you're ever fronting on the lyrical. Everything comes full circle like a spirit goes round and round. Round and round, turntables might wobble, but they won't fall down. Look who's talking now, it's different on your radio dial. I ain't afraid of your style, ain't afraid of your click. All I do is grab a big equip and flip strips. All I do is grab a big equip and flip strips. All I do is grab a big equip and flip strips. Gear, where you at, homie? None of them cats in your cooking, homie. How you want it, homie? None of them cats in your cooking, homie. Where you at, homie? None of them cats in your cooking, homie. None of them cats in your cooking, homie. None of them cats in your cooking, homie. Gear. Gear.